part of the Press Play Podcast Network. New year, new me, new co-host on the podcast. Not true. Damn it. <laughs> A boy can dream. Oh, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> Yes. I'm just kidding. This is the Ball Card Show, the sports podcast. For the sports collector. I'm Jason Otero. I'm Gary LaMaster. And as always, we are brought to you by the Press Play Podcast Network. What an intro. Uh, I mean, it was an intro. We haven't been with you guys for two, two months. months. <laughs> so we had a break. I'd like to say we're back, refreshed and ready to go. My nips might be a little hard ready to go, but it might just be because it's cold down here. You're wearing a graphic tee, and it's rubbing. It's so. a graphic tee that you got me for Christmas. I know. I brought it up. <laughs> and it's amazing. It, right. My favorite. What's my favorite movie of all time? UHF. UHF. If you are listening and you don't know what the movie UHF is, I don't know if we can be friends. Well, it's like this. It's like most movie critics say. You have like... Citizens Kane, To Kill a Mockingbird, and then UHF. UHF, yeah, I that's agree. What, like historically speaking, completely. Um, Weird Al doesn't get enough credit as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> as an artist in general, Weird Al is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, Jason got me this T-shirt for Christmas. It's UHF with Weird Al's face just right in the middle of it in full-on '80s graphics, yep. pink and yep. yellow, and it's awesome. Yep. Uh, Speaking of Christmas presents, I'll brag on you, and I'll let you talk about it more here in a while, but Gary made me a custom display, uh, Jalen Waddle, and it holds a slab in there. He got me. It's numbered to 20 with an auto, too. I mean, and a PSA slab, so I know. You know, you don't like to buy those that often unless you're selling them for profit. It's true. (laughs) uh, I I really appreciate that. And then my wife got me a, a, it was Tops, Tops Archive, Eric Davis, one of one. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. So, uh, so solid Christmas all around. Hopefully you guys all had a great Christmas and a good start to this new year of 2024. Yep. It still hurts my brain that it's 2024. Fun fact. So I think I've mentioned on here before that I, I do like this reselling business. If you're listing an item and you list it in, it's an item from 2003. It is technically a vintage item. F you. 2003 <laughs> technically qualifies as vintage. I don't like that at all. Well, you want to feel older? No. That was the year I graduated high school. That was the year my son turned three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, good Christmas, holidays, all that fun stuff. We're back on the grind. We've got a lot of fun stuff cooking up for this year. Um, that we want to integrate. We're not going to tease things until we have them because you all have been through that dog and pony show with us many times. (laughs) I mean, Jason and I, one of the things that we talk about all the time outside of the podcast, we are both idea people. We have great ideas or big, the, the really like positive way to spin that is we are big picture thinkers. The accurate way, to describe that is we are terrible at implementation and we're we kind of procrastinate things i'll go ahead and throw this out there i'll go ahead and throw this out there we will officially bring you onto our volunteer staff if you are a video editor (laughs) and we would love to we will officially bring you on (laughs) with no pay whatsoever 
dude, I was a pastor of a big church for eleven years. This is this is what you do. You, you, <laughs> after your forty hours, let me but tell you. We don't why. have Jesus to beat anybody over the head with on on the podcast. No, here. but you you can use religious guilt. It's fine. <laughs> People just need motivation for it. But video is something we want to integrate in because at the end of the day, we're too sexy to just be on the audio waves. Like, I know your ears love us. We want your eyes to love us, too. (laughs) I guess that's one way to put it. You realize Gary's not jumping all over these opportunities. The reason for that is new year, new recording time for this first episode. It's morning. It is morning. Uh, We're behaving. Um, We both have non-alcoholic beverages. Because it's Um, before noon. It's before noon. So, you know, we're reasonable about this. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, but if I try to have alcohol in the morning, it will require a four-hour nap in the afternoon. Correct. So, you, you know who's going to have alcoholic beverages this evening? I don't know. My wife. She's going to see Nate Morgazzi I'm very tonight. jealous. I found that out, like, on my way up here. She called me. She was like, hey, my friend called and asked if I wanted to go see Nate Morgazzi. Is he funny? I was like, yes. He um, had one of the best jokes for an opening sequence I've ever heard. Okay. He goes, my parents love to cough. <laughs> That's weird. And he talked about all the public places they go. Where they're pre- <laughs> it was just really funny. Um, that has nothing to do with sports cards, but we want to jump right in. Do we want to jump right in? Is there anything else you need to get off your chest? About 50 pounds, but other than that, no, Same. I'm good. <laughs> Same. You know... I, I, speaking of that, 50 pounds on their chest, I had the perfect opportunity to save my own life. Did I tell you about this? No. So with this uh, reselling business, everywhere I go, I'm going to like thrift stores, antique malls, flea markets, just sourcing all kinds of stuff. And I stumbled onto- A whole onto, wall of it over here. Yeah. I, I, I stumbled into a brand new, never been used, 0.0 hour sleep apnea machine. Why didn't you call me and ask me if I wanted it? Because two hundred bucks cash is two hundred bucks cash. Yeah, I would have Venmoed you, bro. Well, I could have also tried to save my own life. Well, you—I've told you for years—you need one. Apparently, eBay does not approve of you trying to sell prescription medical devices. <laughs> but Goodwill's okay with it. <laughs> Good, Goodwill was fine. It's only for, for five bucks. Five bucks, and I turned around and sold. The guy that bought it drove up from Cincinnati. He said, "Listen, my wife said I have to go to the sleep center." And then the next sentence out of his mouth was, now he holds his hands up as he's telling this story. He said, they told me in seven hours, I fell asleep, air quotes, 157 times. Puts his hands down. I just don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so I wasn't going to pay a thousand bucks, but I'll buy this and take it home. My wife will be happy. So. <laughs> Uh, by the way, that dude has sleep apnea. 100%. So he had you. no neck. <laughs> so do you. And jowls that were just, <laughs> it was just cheeks all you the way like down to the chest. Mr. Ed. Yeah. Uh, more like Mr. Potato Head <laughs> on a stick figure frame. Mr. Potato Ed. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was solid. One too far. Okay. Um, Actually, not that bad. Let's talk sports. So we are going to jump right into the NFL playoff picture. Talk through what we're seeing with that. Um, after that, we're going to walk through. Well, we should some... talk about some of the offseason of the MLB, too. Oh, I would love to talk about things that I have not researched before this episode <laughs> okay. so everyone can see well, how much we'll of a smarty that. pants maybe you Maybe we'll are. do that next week. Yeah, maybe we will do that next week. <laughs> we wrote down notes four minutes before I hit record. If you can't stick to the script. <laughs> did I write it in pencil? Yes, that doesn't matter. All right. NFL playoff picture. 
Um, let's just kind of go in order of the of the games coming up. Um, first off, I do think we need to give one more breakdown of what happened in college football this year for both of us. Um, nationally. Are you, did you I'm just not brain a brain vapor lock well, there. Facebook or Facebook football for me has taken a, a hard downturn in regards to how much I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. My feelings are hurt. The way that the Buckeyes season ended and then the way it looks like it's going for Miami towards the end of the season has really been heartbreaking. Um, I still love football, but I'm just saying I haven't been putting as many parlays down and watching 10 hours. And that's a me problem. But can we talk for a moment about Ohio State football? Um, I don't know how many of our listeners are Ohio State fans. Is it on the script that you wrote down? Yeah, I just wrote it. Over. <laughs> See, there's a block O here doodled in. Um, but um, what would you like to talk about about Ohio State? Okay. My feelings are hurt. Why? Because of the X. Ex- okay, so let's say it's not about Ohio State. Here's the discussion. What should the expectations be, realistically, of a program like Ohio State? So the reason for this is, with Ohio State, if you're not a Buckeye fan, um, you know, with Kyle McCord leaving, there was a lot of people that were like, good riddance, there were people that were Those being... Those people are stupid. Hold on. Shut up and listen. Okay. And then talk. <laughs> Um, get out of here, you're you're horrible. There were death threats. There was stupid stuff. There were other people. I would say I fall into this category. I don't think you are good enough to stay the starter at Ohio State if the expectations are that this will be a national championship contender team every year. Hold on. I'm going to give you – I'm going to let you talk, but Beyonce had the best video of <laughs> all time. Um, so there's been this big debate with this. Then we have this other situation. So as soon as – McCord goes to Syracuse, leaves immediately, is on the sidelines there. It sounds like NIL deal, playing time, whatever the conversation was. Now in droves, it seems like Buckeyes are not staying or they're not playing in the big game. Harrison decides not to play. Then we take a beating by Mizzou, just a horrible beat. At some point, the conversation becomes about coaching with Coach Day. I'm almost done, I promise. I promise. This guy has had an unbelievable record over the whole scope of his coaching. But against winning ranked teams, it has been a horrible record. Wrong. Ah! wrong. Against top, top five. five teams, not ranked teams. Yeah, top five ranked teams. So, national championship contender, you're going to have to consistently beat top five ranked teams. That's That has to happen to be in that picture. Um. Big Ten, by and large, other than the ship, got pretty waxed this year. So that's just a whole lot of college football talk. I would like you to bullet point through this. No, don't be pulling up stats on stuff. I want from, I want it from your heart because I don't want you to just be an encyclopedia here. Everybody expects that. But break down your perspective on a QB in NCAA like McCord and then your perspective on a coach in a program like Ohio State. What are fans being – Absurd, wrong expectations. What's your take on it? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, So let's start with Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord, in his first year as a starter, put up numbers very, very, very similar to those of C.J. Stroud his first year as a starter. 
very similar to those of Dwayne Haskins his first year as a starter. He did not put up as good a numbers as Justin Fields did his first year as a starter. Um, but technically, Justin Fields was a junior at that point, right? He had two years mm-hmm. at Georgia before mm-hmm. then and had played some. Um, for all of the ups and downs of Kyle McCord, he was still a top 10 QBR quarterback in the entire country this year. Number eight in QBR in the entire country. And our fans were ready to run him out of town because he threw a pick at the end of the Michigan game when he was getting obliterated in the chest as he let go of the ball. And those were national champs, by the way. Yes. The first pick he threw in that game was a bad pick. That being said, as a coach, a former coach, I would want to know what that play call was. I would want to be able to grade film. As fans, we look at something and go, oh, quarterback threw a terrible pass. Well, yes, but was the receiver running the wrong route? Did he get to his depth? Like, there's all kinds of things that go into how you grade out what a player, whether a player was successful on a play. There are, shockingly enough, lots of times, both high school, college, and the NFL, where a quarterback throws a pick, and they do not get dinged in their grade from their position coach that week because they did what they were supposed to do, and the receiver or the running back or whoever did not. So those things all come into play. Kyle McCord is going to go to Syracuse, and he's going to, in all likelihood, tear up the ACC. or the Yeah, the ACC, the, the Big East doesn't exist anymore. And don't year. underestimate what will happen in Syracuse. With Kyle McCord there, Syracuse has – money yeah a very expensive school yeah there are going to be players that are like yeah i'll go over there there's yes. something happening there so that's going to be good for comic court bad for ohio state right now let's talk about fan base expectations i'm an ohio state fan my wife might be the biggest ohio state fan that i know facts 90 percent of ohio state fans are delusional idiots the end. And I'm an Ohio State fan. Y'all want to fire coaches who go 11-1 and one because they lose to the eventual national champ. They lose to a CFP Final Four team. Who are you going to replace Ryan Day with that's better? Who's better? Should. Okay. This will touch nerves because you're a former coach. Did you have another st- a thing you want to say? Because I'm trying to. Well, yeah, no, I was, I was. So we were talking about yeah. those expectations with with coaching, um, and record. Like, there's a portion of Ohio State fans who would be content if we went one and eleven every year, as long as that win was against Michigan. Like, it's insane. Mm. It's it's absolutely batshit crazy. Ryan Day's losses are against teams who eventually win national championships. (laughs) We lose to Georgia. We lose to Alabama. We lose to Michigan. All three of those teams went on to win national championships. (laughs) They're the only teams that beat us. And, like, Georgia two years ago beat us by three points because we shanked a field goal. Is that shanked field goal Ryan Day's fault? Of course it's not. Was it C.J. Stroud's fault? No, C.J. Stroud got us in position to, to tie that game. And, and we'll actually win that game. We only lost that game by one. A field goal wins the game. Like, 
all these things come into play, and then we want to crucify Ryan Day, who recruits like crazy, who has a staff that recruits like crazy. They went out and got in the transfer portal a guy that I don't think Ohio State fans were excited that we got. You're going to be excited next year. Will Howard's pretty good. He's a much better runner of the football than Kyle McCord, which is a piece that this offense was a little bit missing this year. He's very accurate, and he's got a ton of experience. Like He's going to be an upgraded version for us of what Notre Dame got from Sam Hartman last year. And Notre Dame was thrilled with Sam Hartman last year. Okay. Two things. Okay. One. (laughs) You talk about McCord in a positive way the same way that you talk about Tua in a negative way. Explain what you mean. So you're saying QBR, this pick wasn't his fault. Because, you know, two is that way too. He'll throw to spots, right? What's your job? That's your job. Yep. It's also your job to check down. It's also your job to see what, what is happening in the play with the coach. If there is a check down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the things but, that but McCord did wrong hold this on. year were situations, and this is one thing that Ohio State can be better at, and then I'll let you go ahead because I should have touched on this prior. Brian Hartline is one hell of a receivers coach. Yep. He is one hell of a recruiter. Yep. And I think one day he's going to be one hell of a head coach. He's not a great offensive coordinator. Okay. He's not a great play caller. Yeah. Right? So, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and I think he ends up working on Sundays. I oh, really I think do. eventually, he's, too. He's got the path for that. Um, especially the relationships he's developing with these top <laughs> five receivers every every year. Every year. Yeah. Um. The way that maybe it's a better way of saying it. The way that you feel watching Tua is the way I have felt watching McCord. Most of the time, the job gets done. There, there is shade getting thrown at this quarterback that is unmerited, but just watching them, the eye test of confidence, composure, their delivery, consistency. As I watched it, and I will succeed that. You know, I'm seeing this with Tua, especially at the end of the year. The eye test for fans who don't know everything that's going on looks like somebody that doesn't look like the last several elite, and I repeat, elite quarterbacks that Ohio State has had. Which, hey guys, that's not normal. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. We have common ground there on that. Yeah. When it comes today, what do they want? Here's what I think it is I think there's some ego involved. Championship. Winner Jim Harbaugh made this quote that ticked me off the other day. This was a couple years ago, actually. Um, some people are just born on third base. Yeah, he said that about Ryan Day. I think the expectation for a program like Ohio State is you're going for someone who has done this and proven this. And that is why I think a lot of fans have that hesitation or did we look deep enough or who else is out there or blah, blah, blah. I think that's why. Look at the last... You know, the last coach we had, they went, spent all the money on the guy who beat us, right? Yeah. And however that ended, right, I think that's an expectation the fans had. Do you think Alabama, I will be shocked if Alabama brings somebody up from within the program now that Saban's retired, I will be shocked if it's not a huge name of somebody that's already established and proven. Yeah, so let's talk about that track record. This wasn't in the notes. No, so it wasn't. But let's it. let's talk about that. Oh, this might be a long episode, guys. We have we've got two months worth of 
talk to get in your ears, which some of you guys love. You complain about our 30-minute episodes. So um, let's talk about that for a minute. What is the track record of guys who get brought into that situation? USC went out and spent an arm and a leg to get Lincoln Riley. How's that worked out? Good point. Um, Urban Meyer came to Ohio State with huge expectations. And, yes, he won a natty. Yep. He also got smoked in a couple of other yeah. natties. Yep. Smoked. Yep. Like Oh my god, that Clemson game. There's no yep. such thing outside of an outlier who doesn't exist anymore like Nick Saban as a coach who is going to I mean, even look at Dabo Swinney who had a 5-year run that was about as good as anybody could imagine. Mm-hmm. Clemson's Two years into the shit, yeah, and they got another year or so before they're going to be relevant again. Yeah, yeah, like that's just how it goes. You can recruit all the five stars you want if you can't develop them when they get there. Or mm-hmm. a lot of kids really struggle with that transition from high school to college. It's a really difficult thing to be the biggest fish in your pond and show up someplace and now you're not anymore yeah jameson williams is a great example of that jameson williams had to leave ohio state mm-hmm. to go somewhere where he could be the guy yep. because he wasn't going to be the guy against chris Olave and garrett wilson mm-hmm. and marvin harrison jr like that's just how football works and the higher the level you get to the harder that adjustment is and some guys have that and some guys don't it's no different with coaching when i look at ryan day i see a guy who is a great scheme designer Mm -hmm. i see a guy who is a solid play caller i see a guy who the one criticism i have of ryan day is that he tends to get conservative at the worst possible times. That's the one criticism that I would have of him, and I guarantee you that this year in their off-season self-scout, that'll be something that comes up. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Now, will he be able to override his own inclinations in-game next year and go against that? I don't know. But he's a guy who, when we're up by 10, kind of gets conservative. And that can it reminds me ass. of Jim Trestle. Oh, quarter. Jim! But at least, but Jim Trestle was that way from the opening yeah. kickoff to the end of a game. At least Ryan Day will get crazy until we're up. So here's what I'm nervous about, and I think this will be a tale. This honestly, this part might tell us if fans are really being that ridiculous, which it is possible. I would say that this is one of the most obnoxious fan bases in the world, all sports. One hundred percent. And I, I love it at some points, but, like, when people come up to me seriously, it, you guys got to understand this if you don't live in Ohio. I was at a card show a couple weeks ago, and this guy was complaining because I can't even remember who it was that was signing. Um, some Buckeyes were signing at a card show, right? And he was on a tirade almost yelling because he said, because we lost that game, Buckeye Nation did not show up enough to that autograph signing. Or these guys are signing freaking autographs at every sports memorabilia sh- uh, shop within 20 miles of campus every weekend. Because that's how they're making money. And they're not Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. So fans can be super obnoxious. But here's the piece that I think will really tell the story. Can he continue the recruiting? And I'm not sure right now that the optics on Ohio State are that over the next five years they're maintaining this elite status. I disagree, and here's why. Here's the key to I'm it. saying that we will see what happens. I'm not saying okay. we know. Well, here's, here's what I will tell you. 
If you think that high school kids that are at the level that teams like Ohio State are recruiting, if you think high school kids that the first thought in their head when they are picking a school is I can win national championships, you're out of your damn mind. No, 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 no. And their I'm... their thought process is who's going to help me get to the NFL. So all time the... out, time out, time out. That was the main factor two years ago. Oh, it's still the main factor, and it hold will on, be the main factor hold on, forever. Hold on, at every school, NIL changes so much when it comes to that. Syracuse, McCory was never going to look at Syracuse two years ago. No, there's no way that that happens. It happens now because you're going to be a millionaire in college. Who has who has more money in their in their booster base, Syracuse or Ohio State? I don't know. I do. Well, no, no. Here's what I'm, <laughs> well, you you can say that, but. It's the Wild West right now with this. Schools like Syracuse are a perfect example. There is some old money in there uh, in, in these schools. And there are a lot of schools like this that have never been a football powerhouse that now these boosters can come in and through a car dealership offer a partnership that gives somebody a million dollars to do three commercials. Like, the game has changed. You're an elite quarterback. You have the option of going to this university that may be a national contender, give you all the exposure, and they put a lot of people in the league. Well, I like that. You're going to get five hundred grand over the four years. Hold who, on. Hold who on. do you think's getting hold more on. NIL money? Hold on. I, I, I think you're making assumptions that – the booster base determines how much money they're handing out. I think that Ohio State is a program that also says, yep, we may not give you as much as that other school because we are the Ohio State University. I do. I do think that's happening. Because look at the transfer portal. Why else would that be happening? People going to these bum schools. So two reasons. One, playing time. Because they want to play on Sundays, and you can't play on Sundays if you don't get filmed. But I thought if you went to Ohio State, you'd get a better chance to go to the NFL. You just contradicted you, no, yourself. No, no, no. If you earn that spot. Again, we talked about it with Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams had to go someplace else to get that opportunity because he wasn't better than the guys that are here. Ohio State's always going to, especially at certain positions, Ohio State used to be linebacker you. We are wide receiver you now. We are recruiting the top wide receiver. We've got a kid that's already verbally committed. Do you remember Chris Henry played for the Bengals? Yeah. Uh, ended up dying. His kid is an absolute freak. His kid, and I quote, preface this by saying, as long as he doesn't like mentally lose his mind or have a freak injury, he is 30% more talented than Marvin Harrison Jr. He's an absolute freak. We've got a kid that barely played at all this year who is going to blow people away next year in Brandon Ennis. Brandon Ennis is going to absolutely blow people away next year. Better than Davis Mills? <laughs> Different position. Oh, okay. You jerk. Although Davis Mills, when uh, C.J. Stroud got hurt and got to play, played pretty well. Okay. Just so we know. So, anyhow, that's all Ohio State talk that we spent 20 minutes on. I just think the next few years with the NIL could make things look very different for these programs that were historically the ones that all the students oh, went after. I don't disagree with you on that front. I think that teams are going to have to uh, make – I think that's one of the reasons Nick Saban retired. Yeah, Nick Saban was not interested in playing that game, and he saw the writing on the wall. The coaches that are that old-school, old guard of coach yeah. are going to be the ones that struggle. I think Ryan Day is going to – absolutely adjust to that and already have you think we're not that will howard isn't getting a couple million dollars next year i think a quarterback could absolutely do that i just think 
the playing Shit, field. Quinn is, Ewers got a million dollars and was on the field for three snaps and then I went to Texas. That. I understand. Why did he go to Texas? So he could play. How much are they giving him? Probably about the same. I bet we could find out, and I bet it's more. Probably, maybe it is, but <laughs> he, he wasn't going to play at Ohio yeah. State, so the NIL didn't matter because sure. he wanted to play in the NFL someday. Well, I think you're talking out both sides of your mouth with that. You want to go to the NFL, you go to the Ohio State. If you not if you're play not going to play. Yeah. So this is the reason that McCord left, is what we're being told, is that he wanted playing time, and he wasn't going to be guaranteed that, so he left. Well, so his dad the wasn't model, be guaranteed. The model yeah. didn't work. You would love to have McCord as your starting quarterback next year. Yes? Yeah. So the model didn't work. That's why I'm saying it's it's a case in point of it not working the way it should. There's going to have to be some adaptation there. And we're idiots if we think that Ryan Day is the only reason that recruiting is successful. No, However, it's the staff. He doesn't do most of the recruiting. Heartline's a big, big part big of that. Big players, he's going to be in on that. So oh, for sure. Anyway, we're a yep. half hour in. Yep, let's go. We haven't even discussed football, but I, we're spicy. This was your throw-in segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so baseball's going to have to wait. Um Boo. Tomorrow, Saturday, January 13th, Cleveland will take on Houston. You and I have different teams winning this. Um, in Houston. In Houston. In Houston. Uh, I, have the, I, have the, I have the Browns edging this one out, and uh, you have Houston winning. Do you think it'll be like a sizable lead, or do you think it'll be a pretty close game? I think it's going to be like a 27-20 uh, to 20 type game. Cleveland's not going to give up more than 30 points. That's well, really hard to do. So here's the issue, though. Likely no Denzel Ward. Mm. If he is playing, he's going to be playing at 70%. And if he tries to cover Nico Collins at 70%, Nico Collins is going to destroy his life. Um, so no Denzel Ward. Miles Garrett has been playing hurt for the last month, and he's still hurt. His production in the last month has fallen off of a cliff. Um, until week thir- 13, he had 14, 15 sacks. And since then he has half a sack. Um, he's never been great against the run. He's decent, but that's not Houston's yeah. game. Anyways, they're going to run Devin Singletary on draws and, and some counter stuff and things like that. They'll just run away. Um, so Cleveland's defense while still really good is not what it was early in mid season. That's fair. Offensively. It's playoff football time. Cleveland's offensive line has kind of been a little bit of a mess. Joe Flacco has been an amazing story. It's been fun to watch. It's been cool to see him just have a little bit of a a renaissance to what he looked like early in his career in Baltimore. I don't think that magic keeps going through a Super Bowl run. I just don't see it. Especially because the running game is also not fantastic. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think think that Will Anderson might just eat Joe Flacco for lunch in this game. Yeah, I think think there'll be a lot of pressure. I do think they probably feel pretty good as far as the mindset, mentality, composure. Flacco is not going to be – he's so detached right now. When you talk about um, mindfulness – like, th- there's a mental component for quarterbacks that's so demanding oh, compared he, to the rules. He knows he's not getting benched even if he throws four picks. So I let's think, go have fun and I play football. I think he's going to have a good run. I would love to see Cleveland win that game. I do not think it'll be easy. I think it'll be close. However, if Houston jumps out to an early lead of, like, two touchdowns, I don't think Cleveland can catch up with them. No, and I, here's the uh, thing, Here's the thing too, one from in that game from a card standpoint, since this is technically at least a sports card adjacent podcast, um, 
from a hobby standpoint, the hobby would love for C.J. Stroud to win this game. The Browns don't have a single person on that roster that moves the needle from a hobby yeah. standpoint. Miles Garrett doesn't have autographs. He doesn't sign. I mean, Flacco's already up. I guess if they ran deep, you would get another ten or twenty percent. But it's not like there's a Flacco super ain't fan up collector. that much. No, I mean if yeah. Flacco's Flacco. His rookies went from a dollar to two fifty. Who gives a crap? What year was his rookie year? Twenty third? No, twenty ten. It was some ugly product. Yeah, it was out. ten or eleven, yeah. something like that. He uh, trivia question: Where did he go to college? Delaware Blue. Delaware Hens. Blue Hens. Yeah. Who have a helmet that looks just like who? Uh-huh. The Michigan Wolverines. It's the exact same helmet. Um, it wasn't enough for me to get blue hen. You had to have something else where you felt like you knew a little <laughs> bit more. You thought you had me on that Delaware blue. I hen did. I thought I was going to get you there. Not today, bro. Um, so I don't see. I don't think the Flacco magic continues. I think it'll be a fun game. I think Houston wins that game. Will you be bummed if the Browns win that one at all? I won't be <laughs> bummed. From a hobby standpoint, I'll be bummed because I would like to continue to milk the CJ Stroud bandwagon <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, a couple for sure. more weeks. It shows. But at the end of the day. If it doesn't, C.J. Stroud has a career path that looks really, really good right yeah. now. So, um, All right, let's move on to the next one. This is a tough one for me to even talk about. Miami and Kansas City. It is possible that this will be the coldest game that has ever been played in the NFL. Um, with wind chills, it's supposed to be eight below. What was the ice bowl temp? Uh, with wind chill, it was like minus 10 or minus Okay, 11. so it's it's a possibility. The ground will probably not be an actual sheet of ice like it was for the ice bowl. No, but it will be <laughs> it will be like playing on this cement floor that we are uh, sitting on right now. So Miami is going into this game uh, with a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Um, Kansas City is going into this game with a rough a rough year. With I don't receivers know how to say. they yeah. can't catch and everybody's yeah. doubling Travis Kelsey who as much as it hurts me to say looks like he's getting close to the end. He says he, he wants to play one more year. Almost seems like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Well, it uh, somebody that has been that is com- as competitive as he is, who has had the amount of success that mm-hmm. he has had in his career both individually and as a team to go through a year like this where you hear him talk, and he is a really good teammate, and he never wants to throw guys under the bus. But you know, just like Mahomes, you see in their face that they want to go catch the ball. Yeah. We can't do this by ourselves. Yeah, catch the ball. Well, and there, <laughs> there, um, there's a lot of just back and forth on the sidelines. I don't remember seeing that. No, the frustrations the boiling yeah. over. Mahomes is like, guys, yeah. I'm really good, but I, yeah. I'm not eleven, guys. So similarity with Miami is like these are both teams that at certain points in the season have looked fairly untouchable. And then fast forward one week later and you're like, what team is this? And they both are kind of looking going into this game. Um, I think the game's going to boil down to who can run the ball better. Yeah, that's what it's going to boil down to. I agree. And here's the only edge I give Miami in their scheme. This this motion offense for lack of a better word where you know we have these sweeps happening we have pretty well mastered every version of screen plays that they can run like that's going to play their advantage because that's kind of in a game like this there's not going to be a lot of other effective options Tyreek's going to want the ball a million times in this game oh it's going to be that's your best bet is revenge game from Tyreek Hill just going off he's going to catch a lot of one yard passes and see what he can make out of them um I don't feel good as a Miami fan. I don't feel good about their chances of winning this game just with the way the last couple of weeks have looked, and especially, I don't know even who is going to be starting at linebacker. 
uh, in, in any of those roles uh, with all the injuries pull that we've a, had. Pull a Browns and see if you can get pull Ray Lewis off the off the couch oh, and boy, bring him awesome. in for a game. Be awesome. <laughs> so uh, I I guess as a fan, I'll say Miami. Um, your thought was it's going to be kind of duked out, but there's not yeah, a harder stadium a, to play in. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. I think Kansas City probably wins. I think it's relatively close, but I could very much see it being a 12-9 to yeah. type game. Here's my prediction. 17-10 to type game. My prediction is if Miami does not have 10 points at the half, they're it's not going to win the game. Yeah, it's over. Um, and I think 10 points gets, can keep them in there. I do think you know that, that pass rush – for Miami has just improved week after week after week. There's been a lot of I, like as a but fan, the guys who have been doing that are hurt. Yeah, yeah. Phillips is hurt. Chubb is hurt. Van Ginkle is hurt. Yeah. Um, the I line mean, Christian is, Wilkins is a beast. And but uh, oh shoot, his name slipped my mind. Ninety two. He's been he's really stepped up a ton this year. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Only that the elements are terrible. Like you watch those old school ESPN classic movies where they're breathing in the steam. Oh can, yeah! Like it's going to be like that. But yeah. don't expect Mahomes and Tua to be chucking. I, I'll be shocked if it's a high scoring game. Well, and this is the thing: Kansas City's receivers outside of Kelsey and Rashi Rice, even even Rashi Rice drops some stuff. Uh, Zach Sealer. They struggle to catch the ball when it's optimal conditions mm -hmm. it's really hard to catch a football when you can't feel your hands yeah yeah right? and when you do it hurts yeah. it hurts <laughs> yeah. like if you don't understand from a football standpoint you didn't play or you didn't play in those kind of elements go outside when it's 10 degrees outside with no gloves on and stand out there for an hour then take your hand and slap it against a concrete wall that's what it feels like Good luck. Yeah. Be an interesting game to watch. I'm pulling for my team. I'm cautiously. I'm not optimistic. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I've been really disappointed the last couple of weeks. I'm so disappointed that my wife and I have watched Hard Knocks every week. The last two weeks, I just can't do it. And I, I mean, told her if we win Saturday, we'll binge all three episodes. You had a three-game lead in the division with five to go. Lost the division. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Who was it? <laughs> a few tough games in a row. Um, but the well, Baltimore game just broke their spirits. But hasn't that kind of been the case for your team over the last couple of years? They're really, really good against bad teams. They look okay against average teams. And they kind of get smoked against good teams. Mm -hmm. This year especially, yes. Yeah. Like, um, but, yeah. I'll leave that alone because I want to go on another <laughs> ten minute tirade about that. All right, what's next? Young team with a lot of mistakes. Next game. Um, all right, Steelers and Bills. Um, Bills are going to smoke the Steelers. I think the Bills win this game. No T.J. Watt. Yep. The end. Um, Josh Allen's usually really good for a, a first round game. Josh Allen's just really good. You can say what you want about Josh Allen. Yeah, I know he throws picks. He's responsible for 45 touchdowns this year. I think my – I you and I have a difference of opinion on this. I think the Bills' record is better than they are, and you think it's worse than they are. I agree. I, I, we, we definitely do. I think the Bills are a much better team than what their record indicates. Um, I've probably watched maybe four or five of their games and – Self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Stuff that I don't think I saw with them over the last couple of years as much. Uh, just a little more chaos. Communication doesn't seem as tight. Like Josh Allen's 
felt I think he has felt this year like he had to play hero ball. Yes. I think he yep. has felt like he had to win games for the team. Um and when a quarterback feels that way, it doesn't matter how good they are. They're going to force things they shouldn't force, and bad things are going to happen. And you've seen that from Josh Allen this year. Mm-hmm. But you know what else you've seen from Josh Allen this year? 15-yard touchdown runs that running backs in the NFL couldn't make. Yeah. Um, but if, Unbelievable if the game throws hinges, into tight windows. If the game, at some point in the playoffs, if the game hinges on Allen's ability to run, that's great. But there's going to be a defense that's ready for that. He's going to run into a defense that so is ready for the that. The problem with that, it's the same problem that teams have with Baltimore. If you decide that you're going to take away Josh Allen's ability to run, that's fine. In doing so, you've lost a coverage man in the secondary. Yeah, and it, he's going to tear you up in the you air. have a but if you have a good if you have a good secondary defense, I just think that they're going to have a hard time getting through. What linebacker in the NFL right now outside of San Francisco? Outside of either Dre Greenlaw or Fred Warner, what linebacker in the NFL can effectively be the guy that you use to shadow Josh Allen running. Yeah. I don't think there is one. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw. That's it. I don't know. We'll see. I don't I don't like the Bills beyond this week, but I like them this week. All right. Next. Uh, up next, Packers Cowboys. I'm Packers on this one. I am too. The momentum is there. Jordan that, loves good guys. Yeah, yeah. The Packers somehow, some way have done what no NFL team in history has done. And they have hit on three straight quarterbacks. Brett Favre, Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer. Not saying Jordan Love's a Hall of Famer. He's a quarterback. Jordan Love's pretty freaking good. Yeah. And I wasn't sure about Jordan Love. It was first two, three weeks of the season, really good. Then he had about a four-week period where teams started to adjust, and he didn't look good. And every quarterback goes through that, every single one. And the question is, how do they react? And Jordan Love reacted by having the fourth most touchdown passes in the NFL this year. Very low interception percentage. He's pretty good. And he doesn't have a lot around. Well, Jaden Reed's pretty good. What's crazy to me is he carries himself on the field like he's been doing it for 15 years. Well, like, you talked about Joe Flacco being detached. Like yeah. that's how if, if he makes a mistake, he doesn't. He just okay. Next, now let's give a little props to Aaron Rodgers because I do think that he is somebody that focuses on the mindset stuff a ton, and he seems to really enjoy the idea of. Well, <laughs> he loves to be considered a mentor and a guru. I think that he's really a scratches douche. his ego. Well, he's his, a giant his, douche. His stock has really gone down. He's year. a giant <laughs> douche, man. Like he's the guy. Um, do you know? Uh, I can't think of his last name. Nick. Uh, uh, he is on a panel show uh, with Chris Broussard. Uh, he was talking about Aaron Rodgers, and he was like, "I'm so sick, of Aaron Rodgers." Aaron Rodgers thinks that the media is out to get him because he's telling the truth. Nobody likes him because he's telling the truth. No, they don't like him because he's that relative at every family gathering that corners you and starts spewing idiocy at you all the time. He's I don't, so I don't unlikable. Agree. I think that he is a person that people bug him, bug him, bug him, bug him. He's like, okay. And then he's going to keep going. People begged for his attention in the media. He, When Pat McAfee landed that weekly call with him, ESPN wanted to know, how did you do this? We have been trying. Now, I'm absolutely right about this. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. We've been trying it. for years to make this happen. Yeah. Well, he's he going to talk. We, well, that's <laughs> we what I'm saying. Talk. It's like. And, uh, he, and he spews just craziness. They begged for it. Well, they got it. And it, now we know why. <laughs> They're like, this is good for ratings. Um, like, talk about a conversation I never want to see in person. Him and Jimmy Kimmel sitting down. 
they both can get in a boat and go out to sea and have that. I don't now, need to. This game, this Cowboys Packers uh-huh. game, is the one game this weekend that I think could be a super high scoring game. I, I think could it could be that. like a 42-35 yeah. type game. I am also with the Packers on this one just because the Cowboys, I think they've been exposed a few times this year. They've also done some exposing of teams, though. The Cowboys sure. are pretty good. CeeDee Lamb, really Very good. Very good. Dak Prescott, pretty good. Now, Which Dak? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And then this year's Dak across the board has been pretty Much good. Much more consistent. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think will hurt the Cowboys in this game, and it hurts every team when they get to the playoffs, if you can't run the ball effectively, playoff football is tough. Uh, and the Cowboys really struggled with running the ball this year. Okay. Up next. Game I'm a little more torn on, but I do think my fandom is going to – Ooh, I just thought of an injury. I don't know. Rams in Detroit. Um, I tell you what, I'm pulling for Detroit, but with the uh, who's the tight end up there? What's his name? Laporta. He's injured. He's out. Is he out? I thought it was like a MCL, ACL, or something like that. Let me check because I I didn't I didn't hadn't seen. That's a big that's a big deal. Um, Laporta injury. Oh oh, he's back, yeah, baby. It looks like he's back. All yeah. right, I'm all in on Detroit on this. Um, <laughs> I, I have l- loved watching this program turn around. I love it for the fans. I love Dan Campbell. Yes. So much. Like, what he did in Miami was great. I, when what I was playing, if he great. was my coach, I would have run through a wall for that guy. Yep. yep. And yeah. he's genuinely that guy. You see coaches that are like obnoxious because it's not authentic. Right. Um, well, I think that's one of the things that's been interesting in the NFL this year with coaches. Yeah. You look at guys like Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel. And Sean McVay, McVay, even to an extent, he may have been the one that kind of started this trend. The guys who are, like you said, they're just themselves. They're not trying to be anybody that they aren't or experiencing a lot of success. And it's a really great leadership primer for people in general. If you want to be a good leader, you don't have to pretend. Be yourself and incorporate good leadership techniques into who mm-hmm. you are as a person, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so do you? who do you think is going to win that game? I'm going uh, Detroit. I, I think it's Detroit as well, but I do think it'll be a good game. Yeah. Um, that game's going to boil down to one thing and one thing only. Can, De- can Detroit, and this is a name that nobody talks about, and this is a name that from a hobby standpoint could see a big spike if – the Rams win the game. Mm-hmm. If the Lions can shut down Kyron Williams, then they win the game. Yep. If the Rams can run the ball, if Kyron Williams goes for 110, 120, and a tutty, I think the Lions lose. All right. That's what I think. Kyron Williams is really good, and nobody talks about him. Rookie stuff is in 2022, by the way, in case uh, you didn't know. All right, last game. Two things Jared I didn't Goff's expect. Jared Goff's sleeper, too. Two things I didn't expect. Okay. One, who I'm about to say is going to win this game, and two, why? Okay. So we have Eagles-Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers win this game, and I also think I am now a fan of Baker Mayfield after disliking him for a very long time. What he has done, what he's been up against and what he's done, he has always been a quarterback with a chip on his shoulder, and it was so annoying to me until you watch how he handled adversity. And a lot of times, I, I'll be honest, and not the Cleveland thing, I just think in general I viewed him as Manziel 2.0. Like, 
with a little more talent, but the same mindset, the same. Uh, he's not. He, Never has been. He really cares. He actually cares about what he's doing. He cares less about how it's perceived. Deeply, on both fronts. Yes. Which I, is a key to success in life. Guys, he took the division. So I, you're talking to somebody who's been a Baker guy mm-hmm. for years. When you've disparaged Baker, I've said all he's needed is a coaching staff that believes in him and not having to look over his shoulder. Now, I, was, I it, think was the, he handed some weapons in this? Yes, but this is a division that everyone beats each other up. Like, what's their record? They're just over 500, yeah. right? Like, this is this. It's it's a dogfight in that division. I I think that not only does Tampa win this game, I think they smoke the Eagles. Which uh, I think it's a ten point game. Go, let's go back two months ago. I would have laughed at that statement. Two months ago, the Eagles looked untouchable. Like they're converting fourth downs at like seventy five percent. Their defensive line is getting what three, four, five sacks a game. It was uh, it was insane. Um, and then little by little, they've just kind of declined throughout the season. Well, they've gotten injured, and that doesn't help things. However, who's the latest one? Was it AJ? Uh, no, Jalen. Jalen has a broken finger. Oh yeah, I saw that. Dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. Like I. I've played through that injury. He'll play through that injury, but it hurts. It affects your ability. You guys are the same, dog. Not even close. You guys, hey, everybody, close. they're the same, dog. No, I didn't make that statement. Didn't even try to imply that statement. <laughs> but I have played through the same injury. Yeah. It hurts. It really affects your ability. And this is where it really hurts. It doesn't hurt throwing the ball deep. Because the way the ball comes off of your hand when you're throwing the ball deep, when it's that ring finger – the angle that the ball leaves your hand it doesn't affect where it hurts and where it's really difficult is on things that have to be thrown on a rope so screens to your wide receivers slants digs things where the ball doesn't have arc it's painful it's painful and it will affect you i don't care how high your pain tolerance is it will affect you when you combine that with the fact that they're beat up defensively And in general, they have not made adjustments. I think one of the things that you're going to see here, and I will go out on a limb and say this, if if Philadelphia loses this game, I think there's a real chance Nick Sirianni gets fired. Well, think about Philadelphia's history. They have not hesitated to move on from coaches that have taken them to Super Bowls. I mean, they moved on from Andy Reid after a yeah. winning season. They moved on from well, Doug he, Peterson. He was a bum, right? <laughs> they moved on from they moved on from Doug Peterson yeah. 18 months after a yeah. Super Bowl win. And now Nick Sirianni, I think we're starting to see Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon were a really big part of mm-hmm. that team's success and ability to make adjustments. Yeah. This team, the second half of the year, is trying to do the same things that they were successful with in the first half of the year, but defenses have film and have adjusted, and they are not adjusting well at all. Mm-hmm. At, a, at a bare minimum, if they lose this game, both coordinators get fired. But I think realistically it might be Steichen. Not Steichen, uh, Nick Sirianni. Now I'm kind of excited about the playoffs again. Oh, I'm always excited about yeah. the playoffs. But I think Tampa Bay just absolutely rolls that game. Yeah, I've got them on that one too. Um, all right, hobby news. And then I want I want you – actually, why don't you jump in talking about um, – so I'll let you walk through 
what you're what you're developing oh. here. We got something cooking. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want this to turn into a big ad. We'll post some pictures and stuff on the uh, Facebook page, but I started doing some custom card displays. Uh, I don't talk about my professional life a whole heck of a lot, but I owned a sign company that did a ton of design work for 15 years. And I haven't really messed around with any of that for the last four and a half, five years. But I saw some guys doing card displays and I thought those are cool, but the designs are really not great. Um, They're just really plain and boring. If you want something plain and boring, that's fine. But I started doing some really interesting, cool stuff and it's gotten some decent reactions. So we'll post some pictures. It's all going to be uh, right now, at least custom, if there's a design that I've done that you like and you like that player, I can happily remake one. Um, but uh, we'll post some pictures of them and have them at shows and things like that. But I've like the one I got did for Jason. We'll t- post a picture of I, I got up, picked up a Joey Votto one of one uh, from Bowman Sapphire that I did a display for. Got a really cool Juan Soto one that I did. Um, got a nice Ellie De La Cruz, a cool Nick Chubb. Like there's some just cool stuff. Um, and so I'm going to start doing a little bit of that. They're not crazy expensive. If you've got some cool cards that you want to display, whether they're in slabs or one touches, um, feel free to hit me up and I can show you some examples and see if you want me to make you one. Bet. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I tried oh, so hard. I thought Can't we were going to get through. rise above it. I thought we Don't were going to get through Don't know what it is about Please that stop. little girl's loving, but I... This is awful. Like it. Please I stop. Love it. No, I, come on. I'm not playing this Bring game. it home and we're done. Uh, I don't want any more of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it. Love it. I don't want any more of it. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> uh, it was a good try. Not a lot of hobby news in general cooking right now outside of prison football dropping. Um, hobby super overpriced. Retail, if you can find it's the way to go, in my opinion. Uh, Tops 2024 design release is out. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how I feel about it. It feels, I'll be frank, this is how it hit me. I was like, ooh, this feels like in the early 90s when product design was like, we don't care, it's just going to sell. Like, it very much struck me like 90 Donruss. That's how it felt. It did feel a little that way to me. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. But it's got Ellie, it's got Evan Carter, it's got Encarnacion Strand, so I'm going to rip it. Like, it is what it is. Uh, I agree. Uh, next week, a couple things. You want to give them a teaser? We'll talk about what you want to talk about. Off-season baseball. baseball. We'll have a new NFL update. And then one topic that we want to spend a lot of time on, uh, we'll, we'll save this one for next week, is what is happening with breaking? A lot is changing. If you were on Whatnot, Fanatics Live, any of these platforms that do with live breaking, even Facebook uh, a year ago, it looks a lot different now. And so yeah. what's happening? Is it dying? Is it not dying? Is it changing? What does it mean for the hobby? Uh, we really want to dive into that, take a deep dive, give you some examples. I don't think we're going to necessarily throw names out, but we might. Oh, we'll spill tea. Okay. We'll spill the tea. We'll spill it. Uh, it feels good to be back. It does. I mean, we got 55 solid minutes of reasonably average content. I only take you off twice. I don't even think you ticked me off, other you're than the to be, singing. You're about to be mad, though, dog. Am I? Well, we played this golf simulator oh, last week. Oh, stop it. No, no, tell, hey, don't tell a lie. I'm not going to tell a lie. We so, played two rounds. Don't talk about you. Talk about me. Second round, you smoked me. You played really, really well. Really well. I think through 14, you were three over. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was not. I'm about to run that back today. Yeah, we're we're going to go play some golf here in a little while. All right, this has been the Ball Card Show, the sports podcast. For the sports collector. Bye now. Peace.